0: You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Did you Hey, what's up, everyone? Ben Standing here for another edition of the Locked On Wizards podcast. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, I apologize in advance. My, I'm going through my uh, annual—I don't know—allergy reaction when when the when the temp, when the we start shifting from summer to fall. I always get like some sort of cold and cough thing. So uh, hopefully, I don't sound too ridiculous. And um, hopefully I don't have too many coughing fits in the middle of this. But we're going to get through it. Uh, we're going to talk about the Wizards. They've played two games in this preseason since I spoke to you last, including today, uh, against a team that was wearing the Cleveland Cavaliers jerseys. It did not necessarily resemble the Cavaliers in the sense that basically all the players that we would all talk about all year did not play LeBron James, of course, topping that list. But the Wizards did play, for the most part, most of their team did. I will uh share some of my thoughts on these last two games and where things stand with the roster because unfortunately today there was what appears to be a pretty bad injury uh with uh, guard Sheldon Mack. Uh, I'll tell you the latest I've heard on that situation in a moment. Also, I'll play some audio from, for you today from Bradley Beal from the locker room and I recorded a one-on-one uh the other day with Carrick Felix who honestly was not somebody who was really I was really thinking too much about making this roster but he's been impressive throughout this process and um, he's been pressed even more since I spoke to him last so I'll play that one-on-one for you as well before we get to all that of course just a quick reminder you can always find the locked on wizards podcast on audio boom but you can definitely find it on iTunes uh, if you are there. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the podcasts since we are going daily at this point. And if you got a sec to leave a uh, review or a five-star rating, that would be fan-freaking-tastic. you want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at Ben Standig. If you want to email me with some thoughts, hit me up at bstandig1 at gmail.com. In fact, I got an email just the other day from Michael Gerber, a listener to the podcast. Michael, thank you for uh, emailing me. And one thing that Michael asked was if we were going to do any type of fantasy basketball league as part of the podcast and it's something that I have played fantasy basketball many times in the past not as much lately just you know time in the day but I think it's always sort of a good way to keep tab on the league as a whole so I think I'm in I think we're gonna do a fantasy basketball league uh I've already created one um and Probably be on ESPN, well, I take it back. I-, I will be creating one officially. It'll probably be on ESPN, I think. And I've got myself, I believe Michael's going to be in since it was his idea, and probably uh, two or three other friends of the podcast who will who have told me that they are in, which leaves about seven or eight spots open, and I would love to have you guys join in. It's super easy to play fantasy basketball. Um, you know, it's not that complicated. So whether you're a guru, you've never played, you want to get involved with the podcast, folk, definitely let me know. Uh, I say we do this in a couple different ways. I say we do... Um, all right, how about this? All right, so let's do this. Either send me a tweet at Ben Standig or leave a message on the iTunes review page Tell me you want to play and tell me one reason why you want to play. Why you would be a good addition to the team. What do you bring to the table uh, to, to this uh, situation? I will, depending on how many people we get, I will uh, convene a panel. We'll figure out uh, who gets in and we'll go from there. All right? Sound fun? Cool. I'll probably try to do it Within the next week, I'll, I'll work on a date here. The next day or so, probably try you'll try to do it obviously before the season starts. So it should be fun. So hit me up on Twitter at Ben Standing or leave a leave a message on on iTunes uh, on the Lockdown Wizards review page, telling me why you should be part of this fantasy basketball league. Should be a lot of fun. All right. Um, and I'll, one and one other thing, of course. The Cavaliers, you know, they were here today. We didn't really get to see their full team. I'll explain kind of why in a second. But, it's obviously, Cleveland's a team to, to keep an eye on in the East. They're, the, they're, they're always the favorite with LeBron, and it seems like even more so this year, following the moves that were made in the East in the offseason. But for more on the Cavs, check out the Locked On Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Network. All right, uh, let's get to... Thoughts from these last two games. Uh, there were it was interesting. There were so many national NBA folks today at the Wizards game, because I presume largely because of the Cavaliers. But there were also some. I, I don't know. I guess people had some reasons to be in town uh, beyond sort of the the, the folks who are typically uh, D, you know, based in DC. Uh, that included Rachel Nichols from ESPN's The Jump. I've told you guys before. <laughs> It's probably my favorite sports show, period, at this point. But I think it's a great – does a great job talking NBA. I love that it's a daily show because that has not been something that ESPN had up until the jump. Anyway, in honor of Rachel Nichols' presence today, I'll go through my thoughts on on the the Wizards here. I'll do it the way they do it on the jump. Make or miss, make Jody Meeks from 3 – I mean, look, I get it. It's preseason, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, you still gotta put the ball through the net no matter when it is. And Jody Meeks is doing that. He's, he's hit 9 of 13 from 3 so far. He's looked very comfortable out there. He's looked confident. Um, you know, he's done it so far these last couple of games without Tim Frazier. So he's not even, he hasn't even had the guy who will likely be his running mate out there. Uh, You know, look, I mean, the the issue with Jody Meeks has never been the shooting, it's been the health. So far, so good. He looks good, and, you know, like, as I said previously, Boyan Bogdanovich was definitely helpful, but ultimately, position-wise, it was sort of an odd fit. He was a a true three. You already had Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre there. They didn't really have a backup two, so one of those guys was always sort of playing out of position. Jody Meeks is a natural two-guard, and so I think it gives... Um, you know, I think it helps just with the overall rotation and so on. Um, he's doing it in sort of a natural spot. Um, you know, he's getting to play where he's comfortable on both ends of the court. So Jody Meeks, knock on wood, so far has looked very good and then some for the Wizards. Good sign for sure. And like I said, I just like the way he's going about his business. I've not talked to him a few times. Not a man of a ton of words, but he's. He's cool. He'll tell you what he thinks. Um, he, 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 you know, he, he's he, he's a, he's confident in what he does. That's not just words; it's what it translates on the court. What we're seeing from him. So good start for sure from Jody Meeks. <coughs> Apologies for the cough. Miss, definitely not making light of this, but rough day today for Sheldon Mack at against Cleveland. He had, at one point he had the ball in the front court. And just crumpled to the ground, uh, didn't, wasn't watching the court at the moment when it happened. And I looked and see him on the ground. Like what happened? I looked at the replay. Looks to me what happened was he had the ball. He started to drive and as his body lunged forward, his left foot seemed to stick almost just didn't come up and follow. And you could just sort of see, um, what appeared to be some type of an Achilles injuries. I was told by, a uh, a team source that the fear is, an Achilles tear, uh, a left Achilles tear. Uh, At the point I've been talking to you guys, we have not heard back, we we have not heard anything official from the Wizards. I was talking about having an MRI after the game, so we'll find out for sure. It didn't look good, though, unfortunately, for Sheldon Mack. So, you know... I'll come back to what this means for the Wizards in a second. Sheldon Mack is a second year player. He'll turn twenty-five this year. That's a little bit older for a guy who is still trying to figure out his role, his his time on this team. I spoke to him. You guys heard me talk to him the other day. I think there's a role for Sheldon Mack on this team, particularly as a defensive minded player. But if it is the if the worst fears realize that it is truly an Achilles tear, that only not only puts him out for this year but it could put him out even beyond the start of next season. And at that point, you know, who knows where he's at with his career. He'll be 26 next year. That's getting pretty old for a guy who has not shown that he's truly belongs in the league. Uh, I mean, you know, again, he, 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 he's he been interesting, but he just didn't play that much last year. So best of luck to Sheldon Mack that he recovers from the injury. Hopefully it's not as severe, but on the assumption that it is, you know, best of luck with him and his recovery. And I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll get some updates um, down the line, on that for sure. Uh, I, I like Sheldon Mac. Uh, he, he's always been cool uh, with, with me. I think with the media at large. So again, hopefully it's it's not the worst. But you know the, the, the players as well. And I'll play a clip from Bradley in a little minute. In a minute. But the players sounded pretty, sounded uh, pretty ominous about the situation. Um, all right. No easy transition to, to go from a bad injury to anything else. But let's go to make how about the Mike Scott? Is he the best power forward on this team without Markeith Morris, that that is, you know, we've been talking is it Mike Scott will be Jason Smith will be Kelly Oubre, uh, starting in place of Markeith Morris. Now, Jason Smith started the first two games. He, he rested today, didn't play Kelly Oubre started. He, he got three fouls within the first six minutes, even though Cleveland didn't have any of their normal players out there. And, that meant we got an extended look at Mike Scott in the first half. Uh, here's what I think, or what I'm wondering. You look at Mike Scott, again, a guy who, who had a really rough 2016-17 uh, season, and, uh, you know, he, he, he's he got some things to prove uh, this year. But, you know, he's he's been a very good perimeter shooter in his career. He's got some... Athleticism out there. He had a really nice dribble drive from the perimeter to get all the way to the basket for a, a shot. He, he's been a good defender at points in his career. And what I'm wondering is, forget the starter. When Markeith Morris comes back, is he the best power forward option on that second unit? When you consider that you're going to have a Yan Mahimi who's not going to be much of a scoring threat, at least at this point, assuming that, that you know everything else stays the way stays as is. You've got Jan Mahimi in the middle. Not not a scoring threat. You've got Kelly Oubre at the three. Kelly Oubre has looked better. He had a really nice right-handed drive, got all the way to the rim. But, you know, he's still, the inconsistency clearly remains. You've got Tim Frazier, who can score, but he's not a perimeter threat. And then you've got Jody Meeks. Does Mike Scott make sense on that unit on both ends of the court more than Jason Smith I don't want to discount Jason Smith, who was so key for this team a year ago. But I, part of me wonders if maybe Mike Scott really is the better fit. I mean, with, with, with Jason Smith and Mahimi, it would be a little more difficult to, to run with that unit. Um, Mike Scott, I think, gives you a better option there at that four spot. Now, I'm bringing this up because what I'm wondering is, if Scott Brooks agrees with what I'm just saying here, that Mike Scott might be the best fit for the second unit. Does it therefore make sense to put Jason Smith with the starters, thus letting the second unit gel a little bit while Markeith is out so you can get them to where they want to be once he's back, then have Jason Smith sort of help fill in the gap? I mean, the reality is between Jason Smith, Kelly Ubray, Mike Scott, none of these guys are going to play crazy minutes. I wouldn't expect them to play starters minutes. So it's really just a matter of, you know, filling in the gaps where they are. Um, by the way, Otto Porter would presumably play the four if paired with Ubre, but anyway, so, so that's what I'm, that's where I'm kind of wondering today. I don't have a definitive answer for you. Part of me wonders if Mike Scott is the best answer as the second unit power for it. Does it make sense to leave him there? And since Kelly Oubre is also in the second unit, move Jason Smith into that starter role for now. And, um, you know, Cobble it together. He does give you another th- a shooting threat. Uh, you know somebody to help spread the court with John out there. You know, he's not going to get guarded. He'll get wide open looks. He has not been making them so far in preseason. But whatever, it's preseason. Um, it's not ideal with him and Gore top by any stretch of the imagination, especially defensively. But it is what it is. So I know, that, that, that's just my thought for the day. I did ask Scott Brooks about this earlier today about with the notion of is he looking for one player to start or could they rotate? Who's in that power forward spot or the other forward spot opposite Otto Porter depending on the matchup. And he said they haven't even figured out that much yet. So it's still a work in progress and we'll see about that. Those are my four thoughts following two games here since I spoke to you guys last with the Wizards here on the Lockdown Wizards podcast. Uh, I want to get to Bradley Beal. He, he was one of the players that spoke today after the game talked about, uh, the, the unfortunate Shelvin Mack injury. Talked about the. Um... Oh, you know what? I did. I forgot something here, and this is why I'm ha- pausing. I was gonna do another miss, and that's is what's gonna lead into this a little bit better. Miss. Cleveland punted today. No LeBron. No Kevin Love. No Dwayne Wade. No Derrick Rose. No Tristan Thompson. No J.R. Smith. Basically, they had Jeff Green, Kyle Korver and Jose Calderon and a bunch of guys named Mo. And this was on top of, you know, the Knicks didn't play Kristaps Porzingis the other day, and then the first game of the year, the Wizards were playing a team from China, not not necessarily NBA-caliber player. So kind of a bummer, I would think, that, you know, especially for the starters to not have had the opportunity to go up against, you know, like, you know, similar uh, the other team starters. I asked this Scott Brooks, he said he can't worry about what the other teams are doing. I asked Bradley Beal about this. You'll hear what he had to say here in just a second. But I have to think it's going to be a little disappointing. I mean, Brooks ended up keep not playing his starters much today. And he said, in part, it was because Cleveland wasn't going with anybody. Uh, so, you know, he he just I guess didn't feel see the need to do it. And, um, it, you know, that to me doesn't sound ideal. Not saying you played these starters 30 minutes a game in preseason, just saying, you know, If you're going to, you'd like to get them some run against, you know, comparable talent. And so far, they haven't been able to do that. It also sounds like Brooks is probably going to rest at least one starter in Wednesday's game against Miami. Tim Frazier is probably going to be back that game, uh, Brooks said, from from his uh, groin injury. So uh, we will see about that. But then after Miami on Wednesday, it's the Knicks on Friday, and that's the end of the preseason. Uh, And then with February 18th, I'm sorry, October 18th against Philly. So, you know, at best here the Wizards will have two games going up against full teams, um, presume, you know, that's assuming Miami and the Knicks don't um back off with with their guys. All right. Now, let me get to Bradley Beal. Uh Bradley Beal spoke with reporters after the game. Talked about Sheldon Mack, talked about the topic I just mentioned with regards to the um the the, the lack of competition let's just say through three games and a couple other things uh here we go bradley beal following the wizards game today against cleveland by the way they won the game i didn't mention that does do we care if a 3-0 in preseason i guess that counts anyway they won here's bradley beal talking about today
1: it's sad you know it's devastating you know mac is mac is a great guy he's a great teammate you know even better player too so you know you never want to see anybody go down and especially with the injury in which, you know, it could be something serious potentially. So, um, you know, we do nothing but pray for him. You know, he'll be back. He'll be back when he's back, but, you know, his most important thing is make sure
0: that he's, he's taking care of his body and that you know, he gets healthy. Uh, Brad, when you see that, uh, you know, Scott said you guys are going to do what you're, you're going to do, what you're going to do minutes-wise, but when you see that Cleveland essentially rested their top, you know, six, seven, eight guys, but that kind of, I don't know, to take a little win out of the sails, so to speak, just to want to go up and, you know, keep the be the best team in
1: these yes and no uh, you know you respect their decision you know they they've been playing almost every game in preseason so you know at the same time you want to give guys a rest We don't think nothing of it you know, um, you know we're gonna have to play them eventually two or three times this year anyway so um they probably didn't want to show us everything that they have so uh, which is which is convenient you know we don't we don't knock it you know we respect their decision um you know it's a way for us to just get better you know and, and regardless of who's playing Brad, I think he started today. What did you see from that smaller lineup, and what you like about it? It was cool. You know, we were able to switch a lot on defense. You know, uh, our talking still has to be a little bit better, but, you know, as far as uh, our spacing, it's, the floor is very spaced. We have multiple shooters on the floor, so I think it gives us a different dynamic, you know, that a lot of teams aren't really used to seeing from us. You know, we're usually a two-big team, so uh, I think that will definitely give us a different look, and, and uh, I'm curious to see what Coach Coach wants to do with it.
0: Talking more about that smaller lineup, is it more you think
2: that can be more effective, especially in the trends of the league?
1: Oh yes, yes, and I, I mean it has its perks and it has its, its uh, uh, the cons as well. You know, there's things that work. You know, we're able to you know, space the floor and, and be smaller, but you know it could hurt us rebounding wise if they're if they're bigger or something like that. So. Uh, I think either way it goes, you know, we have to be ready to go and, and be prepared with whoever's out there on the floor and if it's a small
0: lineup we just gotta we gotta make it work. Alright, there we go. Uh some Bradley Beal for you today. Uh Carrick Felix interview I'm gonna play for you that right now. It goes I don't know, about eight to nine minutes, so I'm not gonna putz around here too much. I wanna get into that. Uh and based on how long I've already talked, I'll hold off on the fourteenth and fifteenth man discussion until uh, a podcast later this week. Also, I've got another interview I should, should have mentioned earlier. I spoke with ESPN's Mark Spears. I'll play that for you guys as well this week. But here's Carrick Felix, who I think has really emerged as an interesting player. I thought he might be able to make this team even before the Sheldon Mac injury. Uh, the Wizards have a few options. That includes not keeping a 15th player, possibly signing somebody, bringing in somebody else. But in terms of the guys who are here, I think Carrick Felix... He's a pretty interesting cat. So let's hear from him. The Interesting, not just on the court, but definitely off. And you'll hear that right now. I guess one of my colleagues was telling me that regardless of how long you're in the NBA, you've got a few things set up
2: yes. for you on the,
0: on the side. How, how, what, what, how did that sort of entrepreneurial, you could tell what? Tell us what, but also how did that entrepreneurial side of you, what triggered that?
2: Um, You know what? I kind of always have had kind of like a creative side. Um. Like, growing up, I didn't really play sports. I I skateboarded. I didn't play basketball, football, or anything. And I was kind of one of those kids that kind of got into things and always trying to create. So, um, during basketball, I mean, it's it's hard for us to kind of just focus on other things. But when I got injured, luckily, I mean, I was blessed, and I had two years to kind of do rehab, and during that time period, I was able to kind of find uh, two outlets that um, I was kind of extremely passionate about. One is uh, uh in the tech field, and uh, another is uh, keynote speaking, just motivational speaking. So uh, those two things, I mean, besides basketball, kind of light up my day. So I mean, motivational speaking, I mean, that's... How
0: old are you? Me, twenty-seven. Okay, so twenty-seven. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, twenty-seven-year-olds have gone through a lot in life, and you've been a professional yes. athlete, so so you've seen a lot. Just on that end, but the twenty-seven yeah. is still pretty yeah. young yeah. in the grand scheme. How, how, how do you? I guess what, what does that for me? Where does that motivation come from? What do you? What's um, sort of? The, is there like a basic message you try to
2: so, express to people? Uh, most of, most of it for me, um, like I said, my story is kind of crazy. I mean, I don't have the average story. I've kind of lived every type of life whether it was being homeless living in my car uh you know um being in special education when I was younger all the way through you know high school being told what I couldn't do that people would tell my mom my teachers call me stupid tell my mom I wouldn't go even go to college and you know I was blessed to actually get a master's degree um at Arizona State and just kind of some of the things I've done so most of the when I speak I, I speak about you know people dreaming and, and pursuing their dreams and fighting through adversity but just making sure you know believing yourself believing that you, you can accomplish and do anything you want to if you put your mind to it so that's kind of mostly what I speak about and just allowing people to understand that no matter you know how different you are you know what your flaws might be and what other people might say about
0: you that you can and keep pushing forward so i'm standing here talking to a guy who i would say <laughs> is an articulate young man I mean, what 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 was it i mean if you did not want me to ask what was it that at that younger age that people were looking at you and questioning um you know, <laughs> you know
2: it's funny because when i was younger um i remember i was in class and i used to i used to be one of those kids that used to finish early and you know whether i was helping other kids or just doing other stuff was doing my work um, and then my teacher kind of shut me down one time for having a student, and then I kind of just lost the passion for learning. Um, but mostly, uh, you know, it was it was just a passion for learning. So a lot of a lot of teachers, a lot of people just thought I was dumb and didn't really, you know, put their hand and uh, give me like a hand and foot and like kind of push out to help. And um, you know, it was it was hard for me because I was you know in high school I was bullied. I wasn't I wasn't the most popular kid. I was like five 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 seven going into high school so I was I was a small kid um but being able to kind of having a goal and you know just what motivated me just to kind of prove people wrong and you know my family kind of backing me I mean it it made a lot it made a huge difference so
0: yeah way to way to uh way to persevere um, you mentioned some of the injuries. You, we're, we're here at Wizards practice, so you're you're with the team right now. You're you're working trying yeah. to get back back in the league. What, what's yes. your perseverance here? It sounds like you've got a lot uh, of things. Man, to, I mean, it sounds like you've got yes. some things yes. going on the side. Yes. Which you know, obviously, the, yeah. the NBA career pr- basketball career, yes. only lasts for so long. Is that yeah. the clear? Obviously, hey, take yeah. advantage of this while you right can. Right now, I, I told
2: myself, you know, um, I'm uh, I'm going to focus up and and do this one thing, and then for me. Like I said, like, I was able to get drafted out of college, and, you know, I felt like I just haven't really had the opportunity to play just because of my health, um, and, you know, going, being in a dark place, not playing for two years, being told I'll never play again, you know, having go, having to go through surgery after surgery, I mean, it, it's it's tough on anybody, any any player, so, um, you know, looking at then and, and speeding up, fast forward to now, it's just so much has built up to it, and... Now that I'm here, it's just like every day is a blessing to be here and, and another opportunity to, you know, do what I love to do. Um, and being around a good team, great guys, I mean, it's, it's
0: – I couldn't ask for anything more, so. And so you – the idea of trying to come back, so to because it doesn't just happen the day of training camp. It happens yeah. weeks and months before yeah. that. Yeah. And what, uh, how did, how I guess at a, what we guess sort of yeah, at what point did you say I'm gonna make this push and then okay. at what point did the wizards start yeah. to get involved?
2: Um so really I had to really come up with a decision. Um kind of I would say probably like a year ago, whether I was gonna give basketball a try, um and allow the doctor to just be like, All right, you're clear to go out there and just play or you know, choose another career path and I just chose, you know, if anything I could I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Um, if I didn't give it another try. So, last year, I, I uh, just said whatever, went out and played with uh, Brooklyn SDV team. Um, and that year, you know, not playing that for two years, I, it wasn't too bad, but it was it was a little different. And um, right after that season, I just decided, you know what, like, do all that you can, train as hard as you possibly can, and um, see where it can take you. I had a goal in mind, and that was to, you know, get back to the NBA through all the stuff I've been through, and... That that was it. I just had one goal in mind, and still do. And you know, I'm not there yet, but you know, I'm I'm a step uh, closer every day. And my foot's in the door. I just need to kind of finish the job.
0: So, so. you look at the team here. You got John Wall, Bradley Beal. They they acquired Tim Frazier. They treated, yeah. they signed Jody Meeks. Sheldon Mack was here. Satoransky is here. You could look at that and say, well, that's a pretty full situation in yeah. the back. Well, what made you just say? Uh, hey, this is what good about to be. Uh, um, interest is obviously important. They obviously yeah, had some. Yeah. Um,
2: you know, just, just, like I said, just timing. I mean, I think with their team and kind of what they've done last year with going to the playoffs and, and looking kind of what they needed. I mean, just just being able to kind of be a guy for them who has energy and, and, and defense. I mean, you know, that's kind of stuff I like to do. And, you know, yeah. Um, I think that you know I don't again I don't know what's going to happen but you know every day I mean we're just here getting better in practice every day and you know coaches are you know keep telling me to just kind of keep pushing forward and keep going and trying to make other guys better and that's kind of what I feel
0: like I'm here to do so well your athleticism certainly stood out I know in Richmond at that open practice and yeah, huh? the dunk contest and yeah. last night. Uh, some so moments, and some moments as well, so in general, yeah. I mean, like you said, it's, it's ultimately it's up to, to yeah. other people, it's not up to you, but how do you kind of feel for you, how, you know, when you're saying this is yeah. a, for you an, an opportunity, you, you, would be, you, you would feel bad, or you wouldn't let yourself uh, yeah. give Maybe up, so out. so yeah. based on just how you've done for yourself, how do you feel you've done so far? Uh,
2: I feel like, uh, yeah. like I said, I feel like you shared the process, but I feel like I every time I hit the floor, everything I've done so far, I've, I've left it all out there. Um, and that's what I try to do is just every time I have the opportunity to work and work hard, I kind of, you know, I'll take full advantage and just, you know, give it all I have. Just acting, me making it seem just like it's like my last go, you know. Every time I get on the court, just, I feel like it's my last go. So it's, you know, making my best. And
0: did right. I hear, by the way, at some point that you lived in this area when you were younger? Oh, uh, you yeah.
2: To- so my dad was actually in the military. Um I was a very strict dad, very strict family going up in the Air Force and being able to travel around. I mean, as a kid, it's was pretty cool. I've been here uh, when I was younger. I was born in Vegas, here, California, Texas, um, a little bit of uh, Alaska, and then Arizona. Yeah. So I've, I've kind of bounced around everywhere. And then even after you know being in Arizona, after high school, I went to Idaho, came back to Arizona, went to Cleveland, Utah. Northern California, so I've been, New York, I've been everywhere. So
0: Where were you here when you were here? Uh I was actually
2: out in like I think it's called what, Billabong or Bill, something Air Force Base. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was I was younger. I
0: was younger. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Well hey man, best of luck. Hopefully, right. uh things go well one way or the other and cool. uh hopefully we'll be talking about beyond uh, the preseason. Cool. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, no problem no problem. All right, there you go. Carrick Felix, what an interesting Young man uh who's got some ties to this area. It was, he, he lived in the area and he was a, a young kid, but uh, really interesting. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. He's been impressive so far when we've talked about him with Scott Brooks and others, they, they just talk about his energy. Kelly Oubre today said that Carrick Felix has been his favorite player uh so far in, the, in the, here in training camp in the preseason. Relentless energy. He goes at it. You heard him talk about that a little bit. And uh, you know he's made, he hasn't taken a ton of threes so far because there's only been a few games, but he's made a pretty good percentage, which is, which is a concern based on you look at his numbers down at the G League. Um, but you know he's been he, he's been good, so we'll see we'll see what happens. He's sort of an obvious replacement for Sheldon Mac um, because they're both give you some you know some length on the wing, and they get at it more defensively than offensively. But, again, we'll see. The Wizards are going to have some decisions to make here in the next few days. We'll get into more of that here on the Locked on Wizards podcast. Again, uh, thank you to uh, to Carrick Felix for his time. Thank you to uh, Michael Gerber for his thought on the Fantasy Basketball League. I'd love for you guys to be part of it. Again, if you want to be part of it, you want to get one of the slots we have open, hit me up either on Twitter, at Ben Standing, or leave a note on our iTunes review page telling me why you think you should be in this league. What can you bring to the table? Uh, should be fun. Back with more podcasts this week, and every day. That's what we do here on the Lockdown Wizards podcast. Uh, also, quick shout out to, to, uh, Sasha. Uh, not a ton. The, the numbers tell me we don't have a ton of female listeners here on the Lockdown Wizards podcast, so I appreciate anybody. Uh appreciate anybody who tells me that they listen. Uh, but it's definitely cool to hear uh from a, a, a lady appreciating some wizards talk. Thank you for that. Alright, we'll end it there. Thank you guys as always for listening. And until next time, see ya. Everybody
1: gets, Neil
0: deal. gets open for three. Dagger! <laughs>